Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Time to talk to our guy, Jeremy Rutherford, with The Athletic. He's our Blues insider at J.P. Rutherford is where you want to follow him on Twitter. With Jamie uh, Rivers, I'm Anthony Stalter. What's up, Jr.? Uranus. Yeah. Wait, mine or Jamie's? No, that's. I just want to let you guys know that's how you pronounce it. Uranus, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, Jr. would know. Yep. Hey, Jr. Ryan O'Reilly, he's not coming back, right? Ryan O'Reilly, is he coming back to St. Louis? Yeah. Uh, actually. It's a done deal, right? I have a. It's a done deal. Yeah, it's it's going to be a three-year deal. No. Uh, I uh, obviously worked on that story this past weekend when uh, Ryan O'Reilly was traded to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And talking to some people around uh, Ryan O'Reilly, they say that there would definitely be a chance uh, with one caveat. As Jamie Rivers said, that was before he put on that Maple Leaf. <laughs> so who knows if anything will change, but word for word, what I was told that is, if Ryan O'Reilly had to put together a list moments after the trade of where he might go this coming off season, number one on his list would be St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Jr. Look, so much to try and unpack here when it comes to the current Blues situation. You know, now Timo Meyer, uh, that name has popped up all over the place. A lot of different people saying that the Blues are connected to that player. But in your opinion, like, there's no way the Blues trade for Timo Meyer if they can't get a deal done, right? Because, like, why would you do that? Yeah, you have to get a deal done. And we didn't dig too much into what type of deal or or length of term or salary. You know, ballpark figures with Timo Meyer, you're definitely looking at uh, $9 million or or plus. You know, his qualifying offer is 10, but I think if you give him that term six, seven, eight years, uh, you're not looking at $10 million. But here's the thing. You, and any, any team, I think, especially New Jersey, has already told the San Jose Sharks if they get a deal with Timo Meyer that they want a, a long-term deal. I think that's what teams are going to be looking for, and it behooves Mike Greer and the San Jose Sharks get, to get that done because the return package is going to be better going back to the Sharks. Look, we wrote about it yesterday, but I think it's a long shot, especially when you look at the Blues' cap concerns you got a shade over $12 million next year, but that's only with 14 players on the roster. So you bring in a, a Meyer at $9 million. There's not enough room. You'd have to move a defenseman or two, which I know that's what a lot of Blues fans want Doug Armstrong to do anyway. But cap-wise, if you were even to put Timu Meyer into the equation, you'd have to move uh, some of that defensive salary. So what is next, JR, from the Blues standpoint as it, as it applies to the trade deadline? Well, I think the the next one, the next domino is obviously Ivan Barbashev. When's that going to come? I think we probably could have seen uh, from the get-go that this one was probably going to take the longest because uh, also told over the weekend that uh, Doug Armstrong was indeed asking for a first-round draft pick for Ivan Barbashev, which makes sense. Why not? He's the unicorn. He's the player out there that could help a lot of these contenders. He's got that championship, uh, that Stanley Cup with the Blues in 2019. He can slide up the lineup. He can PK. He can power play. He can do all kinds of stuff. And it's $2.25 million. So some of these teams up against the cap are probably going to still need some financial relief, whether the Blues have to return, retain salary or not. 
they still have a slot. You get three uh, slots where you can retain salary. They've done it with Tarasenko. They've done it with O'Reilly. They can do it for Barbashev, but the return has to be right. So I think he's going to be next, but whether that comes tonight, tomorrow, or, or in the hours before March 3rd, uh, I think we'll see it happen. JR, there's a lot of buzz right now around the name Colton Pareko. And, you know, I, not just talk from Blues fans, because obviously Blues fans, you know, a lot of them, as you know, the text line here in the studio, as you know, is very active. And a lot of people, I know, imagine that. A lot of people want to trade Colton Pareko. I've tried to explain that it's a little more difficult than just get you know getting rid of a player. He's got a no trade clause, and he's also got what eight years left or seven years left on his deal. And you know a lot of teams may not have room for that. But do you see a scenario where Colton Pareko does get moved? And if so, you know do, what teams out there could you see getting involved in that? And what could he bring back? Yeah, I do see a scenario where the Blues could move or try to move Colton Pareko. You know, I think if you look at the defensive contracts and the play and the situations, Pareko's name has come up a lot. Krug's name has come up a lot. I feel pretty confident in saying Doug Armstrong wants to move one of those defensemen uh, you know, this offseason. But it's going to be tough, and you said the reason why. There's seven years left on that Colton Pareko deal. I do think there would be interest around the league. I'm not saying there'd be 10 teams, but there might be two or three that would be interested. Frank Cervelli from the Daily Faceoff mentioned Ottawa yesterday in his podcast. He walked that back a little bit today by saying that Ottawa is going through the uh, ownership change, which won't be done before the trade deadline, obviously, which leads uh, most people to believe that a move like that for Colton Preco wouldn't get done before the March 3rd trade deadline. I have never been of the belief that a deal like this with the term on the contracts of these defensemen could get done by March 3rd. I think that Army's probably put out word that he would like to move uh, one or, or so, and I think there's been some nibbling and some interest, but I think that's the type of deal that's going to take into the summertime uh, to get done. We're chatting with our Blues insider Jeremy Rutherford in the fast lane on 101 at ESPN. JR, how quickly, given the cap space that the Blues have, but when it comes to the defense and some of the limited, I mean, they got they got resources certainly too with the draft, but a lot of money being paid to the top four defense. Defense. When you look at Doug Armstrong, what the moves he could make, what's available this offseason, do you think that this could be a quick transition, or do you think that this is more of a long term project for him? I do because in his mind, he wants it to be quick, and he's an aggressive GM who's got a track record of making some pretty uh, good deals, some deals that you didn't think were possible. But there's two things. There's there's the other team has to be a willing trade partner, and also I, I do think that it's harder to move money in today's NHL than it was just three or four years ago. Obviously, the pandemic, the flat cap has had a lot to do with that, but I just think a lot of teams are more stingy about – taking on that money, unless you're in a situation like Arizona, Bill Armstrong, where they're taking a bunch of draft picks to, to kind of hold your money. So I think that uh, Doug Armstrong is going to be aggressive. He's going to make the calls. That's why we're hearing all these names pop up, Krug and Pareko and so on and so forth, uh, because there's a little bit of smoke there. And, and again, going back to this past weekend, when, when you make phone calls for stories, you hear uh, things that you might not have heard otherwise. And what I heard from a few people was that uh, they they believe that Doug Armstrong is really trying to do some business leading up to the deadline 
and this summer and that they felt this roster would look, I don't want to say a ton different, but significantly different than next season. And if you watch Doug Armstrong walk out of the press box after each of these losses, and he knows that a lot of things get done, you know, you would see right there with your two eyes that this looks like a guy who wants to, to change things quickly. So I think that's why he pulled the trigger on the, on these deals three weeks ahead of time. He got a significant haul. And now I think he's going to use this draft picks as leverage to change this around quicker than, than some teams take. JR, the name Jacob Chikrin has just been lingering around uh, for well, a season and a half now. And I thought that we were ready to just put that to bed. There's no way Jacob Chikrin would become a St. Louis blue. And I just kind of turned the page. Well, his name is back again in the rumor mill of being somebody that, you know, the blues could go acquire. Do you see that actually happening? And if so, like, what's the pivot on that one? Yeah, I'm with you. I felt like that ship had sailed. I didn't think we'd be talking about his name much anymore, but I think a couple things. One is that he never got moved, obviously. So Arizona did not get uh, at that time what uh, they were trying to get. And then that's a good reason because that price tag is significantly high. That's why we heard uh, the Blues kind of disappear from that picture because Doug Armstrong checked on it. It's too high. No thanks. Looks like a deal's going to get done with Arizona and L.A. That doesn't get done, Riv. And now you get a situation where he's still sitting there and available. And, oh, yeah, by the way, now look what the Blues have to offer the Coyotes. What do the Coyotes want? They want picks, so on and so forth. So I don't think that Jacob Chikrin is number one or two on the Blues' priority list. I think that they're going to continue to to try to do some things uh, that could put them in, in better position. If that comes down to changing out defensemen and Jacob Chikrin coming in and the price tag is a little bit more appealing than, than what Doug Armstrong uh, wants, then I think you could see something. Uh, but I do agree with you that that name has kind of, uh, once it's gone away, it, it's back. And I think it is a possibility, depending on the other A, B, and C options, that Doug Armstrong checks off his list. Jared, great stuff. Good information, man. We uh, will we'll certainly be following you at The Athletic for uh, more articles like the one about Ryan O'Reilly, but I encourage everybody to check that out. Uh, part of uh, Jared's collection now as we get uh, closer and closer, unfortunately, to the Blues offseason. Uh, Jared, appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys.